Welcome to Cube FM, a podcast to expand your Kubernetes knowledge, follow the latest tools and trends, and learn from the experts. My name is Bart Farrell, and I will be your host. I'm a CNCF ambassador at Content. In today's first episode, we are talking to Grace Nguyen, who led the release team for 128. She's got a lot of experience in the release team, first starting out as a shadow, moving her way all the way up to release lead. What's it like being a release lead? How many hours do you have to spend per week? What are the necessary tools and tips and tricks she's learned and will be passing on to the next folks that will be taking over in this position? Check it out. Welcome to the first episode of Cube FM. My name is Bart Farrell. I'm a CNCF ambassador and content creator, and I'm joined today by Dan, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Yes, I'm Dan. I'm one of the instructors at Layer Kubernetes. Very good. And we are also joined today by the 1.28 release team lead, Grace. Grace, how are you doing? I am great. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. Great to have you with us. So, Grace, just to get a little bit of background, how did you get into Cloud Native? What, what was it that brought you to this ecosystem? Yeah, so uh, fun fact, I haven't finished university yet. I am still finishing uh, my fourth year here at the University of Waterloo. Um, and so part of the Waterloo system is you have to do six co-ops or internship before you graduate. Um, and so part of that process, I got into DevOps and like Kubernetes. Um, and then during the pandemic, I got a scholarship to attend KubeCon virtually. Um, I got, uh, learned, got to learn a little bit about the release team and how it's been around since. And it's been over two years. So you've seen quite a few different releases. What was the process of getting into the release team, the kind of stuff that you that you did in the beginning, as opposed to what you've been doing more recently leading the release team? Yeah, um, so the SIG release has this amazing program called the release team, and anyone can apply to be part of it. And so uh, we have this structure in place where you can be a shadow, and then you can lead a sub-team, so that can be enhancement, um, CA signal. Um, and then if you're interested, you can become a lead shadow um, and eventually uh, lead, which um, what I just did. Um, so in the beginning, I think the hardest part about the release team was was to get in. Um, it's quite competitive these days, and, and we're working on that. Um, but in the beginning, I was quite intimidated because, you know, I, I use Kubernetes uh, in my day-to-day work, but I had no exposure to open sources at all. And so it's been quite a ramp up. Regarding that ramp up process, you know, once upon a time, Dan and I were in university, but it was another decade. Uh, but with that in mind, just, you just know, one, just one, <laughs> yeah, exactly, just one decade away. So with the with with the skill set in mind that you had, you know, from being in university, and like you said, ramping up, what was that process like? How did you level up? Or some of the resources or places that you went to to increase your skills? Yeah, I think with the ramping up with the community, it's an interesting process. I think a lot of it was going to KubeCon and meet people at the Contributor Summit and ask people questions and that gave me a really good overview of what people's roles are in the ecosystem. Um, and then as part of my role as lead, I was able to pull people in quickly because I understand who did one. Very good. Like you said, that who's who is is crucial. It was also instrumental in my process getting on board in the CNCF. So all big shout out to all the folks in the Contributor Experience Upstream Marketing Group. That helped me get, uh, you can say, sort of my foot in the door and, and being able to, to figure out who is who and what, what's going on. It's a very large ecosystem. That being said, let's let's get more into this particular release. All right, so Planter Netties, the logo design, what, it, what was the process behind that? Did you have any input? What does it mean to you? Yeah, so unfortunately, I have full creative control. Um, so I didn't oh, have wow. much input. 
Um, but it is summer here in the northern hemisphere, and I'm a big houseplant fanatics. Um, and so I thought it would make um, a really good symbol for the release team because, you know, we're so diverse. We literally come from all over the world and we have different sets of background. But each of us plays a really critical role in maintaining the ecosystem. Did you draw it? I did draw it myself. Yeah. I'm oh, perfect. wow. Have you had you drawn logos before? I have not. I figured now it's a good time. Okay, good. So we got some custom swag probably on the horizon. That'll be that'll be coming out. Good. With with that being said, you know, a lot of things happen in this release. And and as you said, you know, quite a diverse uh, range of folks participating. You got 45 enhancements, 19 entering alpha, 14 have graduated to beta, 12 have uh, graduated to stable. We've got 911 companies and about 1,440 contributors um, in terms of individuals. Are there any, you know, you have been in, in, in previous release cycles, were there any, you know, companies or individuals whose contributions that really stood out that you like to mention that really caught your attention? Um, not one, anyone in particular, but I would say, you know, folks who um, show up and comment on a release blog and they're not part of uh, the release team, I think, really brightened my day. And so they just kind of show up and read the draft and leave some bits of feedback. That was tremendously helpful. Um, but one group I would shout out to is the folks at SigDocs. Communicating is such a big part of, of releasing. Um, and so the folks over there were so helpful with us, you know, helping us to get the blocks out and then the feature blocks out and then doc the, the documentation that is actually um, on the website. So huge shout out to them. Yep, can never, uh, you know, over appreciate the contributions that are made there, sometimes somewhat behind the scenes, but nevertheless, very, very helpful. In terms of the enhancements that, that got through in this release cycle, which one are you most excited about? And perhaps which one are you least excited about? Um, I don't know what I'm least excited about, um, but I am, like folks, I'm excited about the Psyker container one. So we can dive into that one first. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so starting in 1.28, we are introducing the concept of Psyker containers. Um, in fact, it's just another flavor of the init container. So it's the init container uh, with the field restart policy always. Um, and what this means is that this uh, container will lift throughout the life cycle of the pot instead of, you know, dying before the pot comes up. And there's quite a few implications for this. So the folks at Service Mesh are excited about this. Um, this is good for, you know, updating your secrets um, and getting them pulled into the pots. And then one thing um, that I have my eye on is just logging. You know, if this uh, sidecar container is going to be alive and die after your pot, that's going to give you valuable information. Yeah, see, I, th I think this is what I'm most excited for sure. I'm, I was just a little bit surprised. So the first time I, I read the can, I think uh, what, what really struck me was, okay, so there is no like sidecar feel. It's not an any container. I mean, at the beginning, I thought it was going to be any container, containers and sidecars. That was my expectation. But then reading, reading the documentation, then I figured out that it was part of the any container, containers. And that was like very surprising. What was the reason for that? Um, so say the, the release team doesn't dive too much into, um, the, it has for the South, we, we leave full control to the SIG to make up their okay. decisions. So I actually don't know. Okay. I think I read, you know, the sort of, sort of reason I read so far is that, um, they wouldn't, they didn't want to change the, the structure too much. So the best way to keep compatibility was to add this extra field, but I was just that, you know, sort of curious on, on you know, we've got these very different container types and 
and it's so interesting to see how you know decisions such as big decisions such as the, it's this one percolate down and sometimes we've got our hands tight and we can't can't really change but it's too much okay but that yeah that was that was in and I will apologize in advance for the very terrible joke, but when I did read about the recovery, generally available, you know, GA recovery from non-graceful node shutdown, your name happens to be Grace, doing things gracefully. Can you tell us about that? You know, talking about, you know, stateful set pods being stuck and terminating, graduating to stable. Um, what, how, what was the process behind that? Anything you'd like to touch on there? Yeah, so this was in beta in 1.26, so it had about two cycles to kind of sit and soak and get feedback. Um, so what happens there is in scenarios of certain node shutdown, like if the node would runs window um, or if there's broken hardware or failure in the OS, um, this is essentially a mechanism um, for the pots in a stateful set stuck in that failure node to get airlifted out into a healthy node. Uh, I had a quick Googling. Because, I, you know, I read the description and it was like, okay, well, what is this? Why, why is the issue? What, what is the issue? And, and the Googling is basic, like a zillion pages on Stack Overflow saying, pod stack pending, pod stack terminating, what to do. And then, yeah, I think, you know, and then that's basically what I connected. I was like, oh, okay, this is the reason. Um, <laughs> and I, I think this is one of the most, you know, one of the most um, interesting, at least for me, it's like, one of the most interesting features to seeing, you know, a problem which is so widespread being finally fixed. I mean, it took a, a few releases, but finally, we have it. Um, we have it in this release. Um, yeah, I was just, I was just wondering, you know, what, one of the things that I was looking at when I when I saw the research when I researched it was like, how do they how do they do it now? Um, I'd really solved the problem of of um, um, removing these uh, terminating parts when uh, when they are stuck before one twenty eight. And um, so, and uh, I find, I sort of didn't find all of the answers. I, I sort of find people just force terminated parts, but I would be really interesting to see if there's any feedback from, from the SIGs on, you know, the operators doing it or, or any companies sort of diving into the problem and offering their own solution before you actually, you know, you use 178. Yeah, so I'm not exactly sure about like the mechanism of how to do, but I know one of the goals of this uh, feature is to uh, ask or require user intervention when the note shutdown is detected. Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, interesting. Another thing that came up, you know, validating mission policy um, with major changes with related to reason and field path. Is is there anything you'd like to add on to that? You know, talking about matching conditions for webhooks, things that folks should be keeping in mind. Um. So this feature is um one of the one that uses common expression language um, that I've only heard of this release. So I thought that was pretty cool. And there's, there's another uh, couple like uh, webhub emission policy um, that requires this as well. So I thought that one, um, the, the language is interesting. Um, it is now in beta, still has to be opted in. Um, but one of the cool things about uh, Kubernetes feature is that if you have any feedback and the feature is still in you know, alpha or beta, show up to the cap and give us your feedback. That's, you know, that's the reason why there's, you know, one or two releases between the, the stages. Good. One thing I wanted to add, though, particularly on the, the, the aspect of feedback, is like you said, it's it's quite a competitive process to, you know, to get into these positions. You spent a lot of time, you know, in previous uh, release teams in different roles. But that being said, there are lots of other ways to get involved. And one of them precisely being feedback. Is this something you feel that is still 
folks maybe aren't taking advantage of it as much as they could? Is it something you'd like to see grow out more in the future? Are there any are there any changes that are happening there uh, to, to, to make that feedback more visible? Anything regarding that? Yeah, I think it's definitely something I wish I see more. So one of um, the features that's released, the um, moving uh, package.kes.io to community infrastructure and something you can opt in, that is not precisely a, a Kubernetes feature. It is a kind of a made meta feature, right? Because it's about how you get your package and, and how um, it, it gets distributed. Um, and that feature is in alpha, although it, it doesn't have a very clear uh, graduation criteria but it, because it's a community features. Um, and so the precise reason it is in alpha is because we want folks uh, to give us feedback of what that experience is like using our community infrastructure versus using Google hosted infrastructure right now. And how does the, how does the feedback come to, to, to you? Is it just like through PR? So do actually people participate in the mailing list? What, what, what does it look like? What does it look yeah, like? Yeah. So, so there's just comments on the PR. Um, so they would go directly, um, to the enhancement author. So there is no like, uh, you know, one of these annoying pop-ups that you see you visit the website say hey what do you think about this feature uh, yeah. it from one to five stars that would be funny and that that'd be like a dark pattern on earth <laughs> but i think nevertheless the point is that it's this is a transparent process in which there are lots of different ways to be involved so for folks that might be applying for different roles in the release team not necessarily getting that directly doesn't mean that you can't be involved and so i think that's uh it's a strong it's a strong thing to keep in mind now we we get to the the part you know that that can get a little bit uh, a little bit when I don't want to say controversial but you know talking about deprecations and removals. So first the removal of CSI migration for uh, GCEPD. Anything you'd like to comment on that particular? Um, I want to comment on all the deprecations or removal as a whole. Um, so we got like some uh, Ceph plugin removal and the removal of CSI migration. Um, I think these are relatively minor compared to the previous release. So usually we have a mid-release uh, depreciation removal block, with the, which we do not have this time. Um, so the context I've gotten there is is that um, a lot of the storage plugins um, from companies or vendors um, that were in tree is now moving out of tree, um, and so it should not be disruptive. Yeah, there's been, I believe, it's been a very long process, and we are still paying for it. Um, as in as time and, and maintenance time to just uh, migrate all of them to to CSI. So I think I think we should be able, we should be towards the end, I believe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, as in, in we migrated most most of the in trees. Um, most of the in trees uh, plugins were are, are migrated. That's my question. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just said very much over. Yeah, very much overdue. And with that in mind, I mean, you know, having been in this in this role, you know, seeing seeing the you know the the whole thing, you know, we're we're talking about a, a period of months. What were for, what for you were the biggest challenges or things that perhaps you didn't expect necessarily having been in you know in in this uh, on the on the team previously, but having this particular role? Were, were there any were there any moments or, or tasks that you were doing that that you found particularly challenging? Um, I think the sheer volume of everything is quite overwhelming. So, for example. Um, I was part of editing the major theme blog post and I don't know all the things about all the major themes. And I honestly, I'm not sure if lots of people do. Um, and so it's a lot of onboarding technical materials. Um, the other thing is the sheer size of, of um, the fe number of features 
that we get. I think at Enhancement Freeze, which is the very um, first milestone of the release, we got 100 features. And then we get, you know, to 45 after uh, Code Freeze. And so you can imagine the team that, you know, manages 100 Enhancement coming in. And then at Code Freeze, kind of trying to match them with um, Kubernetes, Kubernetes PR, the code PR, and, you know, trying to make sure that there's no floating PR around. We don't have a good mechanism to do that right now. And so that worries me a little bit, um, but we are growing a lot. Um, and so that's part of the process. Great. What's your secret sauce? How do you, what, what do you use to keep everything, everything in check? How do you organize your time? Would you have any special sauce or software you use? I mean, it sounds like a lot. Like, An immense serious. amount of things to be tracking <laughs> at the same time. Yes. They, well, are you sponsored secret? by Trello or how does this work? Yeah, so um, before we were on a Google Sheet, um, and that was a lot of pain. So when I joined the wow. team, I was on Google Sheet. And so it was kind of scary, too. Like, you would ask something, and you would be scared that it would break that macro over there on the docs team. Um, and then we had migration over to the GitHub board, and that tremendously uh, supported our process because, you know, it gave us a really good visualization of, like, who is the owner? Because, you know, it's just a filter in some of their field. Um, and then if things are open, it's pretty visual as well. And also helps with like filtering, like if, if features are removed from milestone, we can filter for all that good stuff. So just, just to give an idea, I mean, I'm, I'm really curious, how much time a day is that? Is it, it sounds like more than a full-time job to me. Is that correct? Oh, this is honestly like, this is a lot of work to the enhancements team. Um, like huge shout out to them for managing this huge load. Um, my day to day is to checking in to see how they're doing and if they need help. Okay, okay, understood. Wow. Okay, sounds <laughs> very very intense. Yeah, well done. And and if was there any moment in particular that 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 stands out where you know team coming together in a way that they didn't necessarily expect to? Was any surprises along the way? Yeah, surprises along the way. So uh, we release on Tuesday and the Wednesday before release, um, someone DM me and we're like, hey, Grace, like I saw this XXL um, code PR merch, but I couldn't see a tracking thing for it in the board. And I was like, oh, no. Um, and, and, you know, it did. It was not opted in for the for the release, and so the code should not be in the release, and so we have to do a rollback of that. And I think it, it's just one of those things that like is almost certain every release that it's gonna happen. Um, I, I you know I, I wish that it doesn't, but like from the lore that people tell me, there's something's always gonna break. You know, either either all your tests could go down the Sunday of, or you know. GitHub went down the day we release. Uh, are we there's an outage in the web code mission or web hooks? Um, yeah, so there's always little things like that. I think one of the moments um, that really highlights it for me is the major theme blog um, because it covers such a wide range of topic. We really encourage um, the release team, but also folks in the community who just hopped in and you know gave it a read and gave it gave us some feedback. So would you do it again? I am really tired now. But the behind every release lead is an emeritus advisor who has done this role before. And for me, this release is Leo. And so he has been tremendously helpful. And so I would consider coming back as an emeritus advisor. I mean, with that in mind, you know, we previously talked about leveling up and ramping up, you know, Kubernetes knowledge. 
the same time, the release team, I think requires, you know, very specific things for folks that are out there who want to get involved. What are the, because like you said, it's quite competitive. What are some of the skills or best practices they should be keeping in mind if that's something they have on their radar, if it's an experience they'd like to have? What advice would you give? Yeah, so actually our 1.29 um, Shadows application should open soon um, by the end of the month. And I really, really encourage everyone to apply. When I applied, you know, I was a first year university student. I didn't have any open source experience. I think showcasing your open source experience, no matter how small, you know, whether it's just you had a docs fix here and there shows us that, you know, you're willing to show up and commit. Um, the other thing is like most of the folks are unfortunately going to get rejected and I encourage them to apply again. Um, it is something that we do look at. Like you said, there is, there is no wrong way to approach it. There's no matter, like you said, no matter how basic your experience might seem, just about cultivating that and understanding that it's not just going to be a one-time thing. There are, you know, con there are continuous release cycles. So there are different opportunities to get involved. And like you said, it touching on so many other SIGs that are in the ecosystem that are also going to be a part of that. It can be approached from many angles. So I would I would say to you know folks, don't get discouraged. Um, and there are and and once again, opportunities to provide feedback, as we said earlier. So there there are many many ways to be involved. You you already give a shout out to Leo. Is there anybody else from the team or from the previous teams that you would like to give some credit to, some recognition that helped you get to the position where you're at today? Honestly, I think the entire team, you know, doing their precise job is, is the reason that I'm here today and be able to speak about this. You know, we play, like each of us plays such a critical role in the ecosystem, but I do want to congratulate the incoming lead, uh, Priyanka, who worked with me for multiple releases uh, in the enhancement team. And she was also part of that, you know, migration from the Google Sheets to the GitHub course. Um, so she has such a good understanding of the release and she's so well equipped um, to run the next release. And then Xander, um, who was our previously one of our release lead in 1.27, and he's coming back as an emeritus advisor. And so I wish him the best. Very, very good. Like you said, there are a lot of folks that have been involved. Just thinking about the migration from Google Sheets to GitHub makes my my head tremble. Uh, so I, from a distance, appreciate your work very much and patience and 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 understanding and you know, making that happen. You know, change management. As much as we're talking about technology, a lot of this is about. How do we get folks on board and committed to something that we know is going to have some bumps in the road, but we believe is better uh, for for future for the future release teams? You will be speaking, I believe, in a webinar in a couple of weeks um, about this with the CNCF. Is that correct? Yes, it is on August 6th. We issue a PR to fix um, the new date up. But yes, it should be on the CNCF event page. Um, Brad, who is Comsleet, and Tava, who is Enhanced League, will also join me and we'll, we'll discuss more of the features. Dan, any final questions? Yeah, I've got one final question. I, I just like, you know, and whatever the reason you release, I go on the website, or on the blog and just read, you know, what, what's new. And then every time I'm just like, I, I, I basically realize I know nothing. I, I, I sort of understand how things work, but in reality, it's just, it's a reality check for me. I basically just you know, face the reality that I, I know very little. And, you know, the question for me is like, you know, sometimes, you know, and if you're a release lead, I, I believe you you touch on so many subjects, so many topics, so many things. And, you know, if I were to do that job, I would be so scared to one, mess up things, two, you know, look stupid because I don't know what what half of the features, features are. How do you do it? How did you do it? I mean, it's just like, it sounds to me, it sounds like an overwhelming job. 
So what was your secret to, to, you know, to tackle this, your mindset to tackle all of these challenges? Yeah, I think one of this is, and, and I, I've been able, uh, been better at this throughout the release too, is being able to ask for help. Because okay. you're right, Dan, like, I think very few people in the Kubernetes realm, like, deeply understand all the features that we put out in the major themes. Um, and so, you know, being able to know who to ask is a, like, as a community um, is a big thing for me. And also, I feel like messing up is inevitable, unfortunately. I've, I've spoken to, like, almost all of previous release leads, and they're, they are, they're always telling me there's there's always that one gotcha. Um, and, and so it's making peace with what so I've, I guess it, you know, So I guess it takes a village to ship Kubernetes. A hundred percent. Oh my gosh. We had what, a, more than a thousand contributors and 900 companies. That's the crazy. It is. It really is. And it says a lot that, you know, that people see the results coming from this and they believe in the process. And because they're amazing folks such as yourself and, and the people that you mentioned that are making it happen, but it really is the true nature of, of a collaborative effort. And which is why going back to Dan's question about how many hours are in Grace's day, what is, how do you bend, She's you know, space time? Because it's very, very impressive to, to tackle that. And while having all the other responsibilities that you have going on, that being said, what are your next steps? Uh, what can we expect from Grace in the future? Yeah, I'm going to sleep for the next two weeks because I finished my finals and the release. So really happy about that. Um, yeah, I also work in, uh, six, security um i support their um self-assessment uh subgroups so you know subgroups within kubernetes come to us and we help them perform a security review and that part is quite fun for me so um one has been done already and that's for cluster api there's a report out on that um currently we are working uh through uh helping the folks at uh vSphere uh, csi driver evaluating their stack um, and so that's also a very cool process to be part of as well. Um, so six, six security folks are really friendly. Um, if, you know, folks want to show up and look around and, you know, that's another way to get involved. All right. Well, looking forward to seeing whatever you do. You will be very public um, no matter what. And looking forward to that webinar with the CNCF to, to see um, the, the other folks from the team, the questions that might be asked. Dan, is there anything you'd like to mention before we wrap it up? Not at all. I just want to thank you, Grace, for for, for coming and, and sharing all of this knowledge with us. All right. Thank you for having me, you too. Pleasure. Cheers. You're welcome. Mm -hmm.